What's Christmas look like to you? He came. He came. I was riding last night to pick up supper and all I could hear was I was talking to the Lord and I just about a lot of stuff and he said Rodney I came I came and I got to thinking about that and wasn't what I was going to preach on today I was going to preach on the it what I talked about two weeks ago it came to pass. I was going to talk about that, but I just kept seeing him, hearing him say, I came. And then the second question was, are you living out the reason I came? Are you walking out the reason I came, or did I just come? Is it just a story about a manger and Sue's here this morning and Sue, magnificent, as always. I told Katie, we talked about it this week, and Katie and some of the younger girls are doing lunch with Sue. They're taking Sue to lunch and they got to stay for two hours and get a class on how to decorate. And Sue's going to teach a class on decorations. And the fee is two twenty-five per hour. So if you want to sign up, you can. But it's a marvelous job, Sue. And Dennis and the rest and Cindy and all this. Rest that helped Karen. But the second question, as I said, is are you living out why I came? It's not, it, it, yes, it's about a manger. Yes, it is about the story in Bethlehem. But that's just the beginning of it. And he began to ask me that question last night as he's been asking me this question because he knows my heart is bent toward being a kingdom man and not just being a good church member. I don't want to be a good church member. I don't think God came for me to be a good church member. I don't think God came for me to be so focused on one place or one, one mindset. No. He said, I come that, that you might have life, that you might have it abundantly. Rodney, I came. And he began to just give me scriptures. He just began to, to walk me through some stuff on my way, just riding down the road. He loves to get me when I'm riding. I don't know why it is, but I guess because I'm focused and I'm, I'm, I got one thing on my mind. But it's an opportunity for him, and he's okay with that. Don't judge me. He's okay with that. Okay? But it's an, excuse me. It's an opportunity for him to get my attention, to have my attention because I am a busy person. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a goer, so I understand that. He made me. If you got an issue with it, take it up with him. Okay? But he began to just speak to me about that, and, and, and I just asked him, I said, Lord, is that what you want me to share in the morning? And I just felt a peace that that was, that I came. I came. I said, Lord, I, ain't, I don't have a whole lot to go with that. 
it's already nine o'clock at night. You want me to stay up all night? Peter didn't. He fell asleep. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to make you laugh. But he just kept saying that. That's all he would give me was I came and I began to meditate on scriptures because that's what I do. And the first one was I came. I came that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. I didn't come just so you could have life. No, Rodney, I came so you could have a kingdom life. I've been talking to you about kingdom and it's just been coming out in my preaching because it's just been a focus of mine. I don't know a lot about it. I'm just learning this process. But I'm, I'm trying to get all I can to understand what he meant for me when he came. What, did it, what was his purpose? What was his desire for me? I know it was more than what I've been doing. I know it was more than just a church member. I know it was more than just a one hour on Sunday morning kind of thing. No, it's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's changing this human mind to, to deal in, and to operate in kingdom principles. And I'm like you, I don't understand all of that, but I'm learning and I'm, I'm walking. And so I take the scripture and that's the first place we go is to the word of God. God, what's your word say? And his word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then I went to Isaiah 40, 31 that says I can mount, I came Rodney so you could mount up with wings like eagles. I came so that you could not be weary. I came Rodney. He just kept, that just word just kept coming in my spirit. I came, I came, I came. I was listening to, well, Bill Dingle and I were talking, and uh, we were going to a, a ball game, and Bill had called and checking on me and, and um, a few weeks ago, and I, I know I shared a little bit this with you, um, but I'm going to share it again, because Gail said y'all don't get it until it's eight times, so take it up with her. Um, but, um, but I was riding, and Bill was talking to me. He said, have you heard Bill Johnson's little scenario? It's at a conference somewhere, but he's talking about the eagle and how the eagle um, can fly for so long and never fly his wings because he knows how to catch the the wind he knows what to do with the wind and and when something's agitating him he can fly directly into the sun because of his eyelids he can fly directly to the sun where old mockingbird that's messing with him can't the mockingbird represents the devil he can't fly to the sun he's got to turn his head and go the other way he got to leave god's children alone when you go toward the sun. Now, if you go toward the world and you try to drink it up and smoke it up and dope it up and yoke it up and whatever yoke you do you want to do, it ain't going to work because he can operate in that world. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll turn your face toward the Father and you'll turn your face toward the Son and the Lord will give you those spiritual eyelids that you can fly straight to it and can't nothing follow you. Heck yeah, that's kingdom mindset. That's kingdom working. I came. I came. Are we living like he came? Are we living out what he intended the church to be? When we look at the book of Acts, are we, are we the church? Is, is Jesus, I asked you this question a few weeks ago. When Jesus looks at the modern day church, what is he thinking? Is he thinking, that's what I intended?
that's what I want it to look like. I think these are some questions you got to ask yourself. We were talking yesterday, Angie and I and Katie were talking about um, this week, just to preface it this week, um, we watched The Shack again. And um, I love that movie. I love William Paul Young. Um, that'll probably get me some X's, but that's okay. <laughs> Jesus loves William Paul Young too. So you might ought to adjust a little. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying, just saying. Um, but I was sitting there watching it. And the precious black lady that's representing the father that so many get hung up on. Paul said, I became all things to all men that I might win some. It's just what Paul said. I'm, I'm just, it's just in the Bible. Just whatever it's worth to you. I, I, I say all this, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to challenge the way we've been thinking for so many years. And this started a many few, few years ago when I read the book, Pure Grace. In the first line in that book, Clark Whitten says that the church has been doing it the same way for 500 years and nothing's different. Fifteen hundred pastors a month are getting out of the ministry. Churches are dying, buildings are selling, but we got it all figured out. No, we don't. And if we don't pay attention and if we don't study to show ourselves approved and if we don't go home like the, the, that the, the Thessalonians did and, and see what Rodney was saying is true, if we don't get in God's Word and start studying and start listening to the Father and start being, stop being so caught down in our traditions and we're, and we're not willing to change and we're not willing to do any of that, we're going to die. And I didn't come to pastor, I didn't come to teach, I didn't come to be your youth minister to a dying bunch of church members. No. He came. He came that you might have life, that you may experience the kingdom. He came that you could mount up with wings as eagles. And you can fly to the sun. And so I'm giving you all this because I want you to live. I want you to walk in the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come now as it is in heaven. We just sing the song, heaven come to earth. He didn't design me just to operate until I get to heaven. I'm sorry, Southern Gospel people. There's a lot of those songs that are wrong. In the sweet by, we're going to make it one day. Just hold on till you get there. He didn't come for you to hold on till you get there. He said, I want heaven to invade earth. Yes. And I want you to walk out kingdom principles, Rodney. 
And I don't want you just to wait till you get there. No, I'm going to give you power to walk it out now. And then when you get there, you just walk in and went, I thought this place was supposed to be special. I thought there was something different about it. No, you've been living that way for 20 years. It's, that's what you were supposed to be doing and you just walked into heaven and, and things were just happening like it's been happening over there. How are you living? Y'all need to calm down. I had surgery. I don't need to be doing all this running around. How are you living? How are you? How's this road look to you? How's it going to look when you get over there? You going to be in shell shock when you get to heaven? And I'm not just picking on Southern Gospel. I love it. But as I watched the shack the other night, and as Katie and I and Angie talked the other day, yesterday, you know, about William Paul Young. Man, there's just, uh, you know, one of the greatest things about William Paul Young is he just, he just, he, he challenges the way we've been thinking. And he just like, well, why, why do you believe that? Well, that's what we've been doing for 500 years, so I just believe it. Okay, that's not a good enough reason. Why do you believe that? And what I love about William Paul Young is William Paul Young ain't arrogant. He's got a gentle spirit. And you may not agree with him, but you can't help but love him because his spirit is just gentle. And you don't have to believe like he does. He don't, he's not expecting you to believe. He don't want you to believe like he does. He wants you to believe for yourself. In that movie the other night, and I'll go back, I hadn't lost my chain of thought. Mackenzie was there with the precious black lady that represents the father. And he was angry because he said God left him Abandoned him, abandoned his little girl when she needed him the most. And he said, but that's a problem you got because you abandoned your son when he needed you most. See, listen to me. 99.9.9.9.9 of your issues, and listen closely, is because you're mad with him. He disappointed. And we love to blame it on worldly stuff because we can put a face to it. And we can put some concrete to it. But the bottom line is he didn't do what he said he did was going to do. And he failed you and your issues with him. And the sooner you can come to grips with that and the sooner, excuse me, the sooner you can deal with that, the better you'll be. Amen. Your problem ain't with us. My problem's not with us if I allow it to be. I can understand where McKenzie comes from. 
I just walked in that valley. I know all about it. But I chose to believe that God's got my best interest at heart. And he showed Mackenzie that. He, she turned her wrist over. And she said, Mackenzie, we didn't abandon him. Now, I'm not saying it all correctly. Go watch the movie. She said, no, we all bear the mark of that pain. Listen closely. She said, Mackenzie, love leaves a mark. And I wet my britches. I said, time out. Sean, rewind the movie. He looked at me like, what? I said, rewind the movie. Because that heifer just said something that I need to hear again. He rewind the movie. She said, Mackenzie, Love leaves a mark. That's <laughs> it. Debbie Mitchell, Debbie Mitchell, Debbie Mitchell. Kate and I couldn't figure out in her book where she wrote that because nothing on the page underneath it went with it. Because I told Katie, I said, snapshot the journal and send me the page because I want to, it just grabbed me like it grabbed her, I guess. And she said, Daddy, it don't go with, the, it, don't go with it. The title, I mean, the, the writing at the top don't have nothing to do. I said, do what? She said, no, it has nothing. The page is full, but it ain't got nothing to do with love leaves a mark. But what she was doing was she was watching that movie, and she watched it several times. She was watching that movie, and when, 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 when the lady shared it, she wrote that down on the top of the page. And that's all we had was love leaves a mark. But boy, it just grabbed me, and, and, and you know, and I just, I just rejoiced a little. And Katie goes to bed early. She goes when Mitchell goes to bed. That's a smart thing when you got a baby because he may not sleep all night, and you may be up half the night. So you have, to, you have to sleep when they sleep. But I couldn't help it. It was 10 o'clock at night. I picked up my phone. I called Katie. I said, you ain't going to believe She went, oh, 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 I think. I said, wake up. Listen. And I said, you ain't going to believe what I just heard. Love leaves a mark came from the shack his mama was watching the shack she wrote it that's why everything on the page doesn't add up because she just wrote that little saying down love leaves a mark yeah he came he came to leave a mark he came so that you could fly into the sun as we were there, this, the next day, at the, at the tournament, the next day, we're up on, because we were in North Alabama, and, and we were up on this mountain at a, at a um, state park, in this eagle, the next day, 
you'll pay attention, he'll show you some things. He came. He came that you may experience him. And I'll get to that in just a minute if I don't run out of time. But in a minute, here come an eagle. He just flew in front of us. He just flew across. He was, it was Lake Gunnersville. He was just flying. And I watched him. And then a minute he turned. Now he ain't flapped his wings yet. He's just gliding. He gets down there, he turns. And he comes back around. And I'm hoping he's going to fly right over me so I can see what he's doing. But he don't. I ain't ready for him to fly right over me. I'm ready, but I ain't ready. You think you're ready. You ain't ready. But he stopped out there and he just circled. And he circled. Everything Bill was telling me that Bill Johnson had talked about, he just circled. And I locked in on him. And I said, this dude's going to flap here in a minute. I hadn't seen him flap yet. And in a little while, I can barely see him. I could still see him. But he ain't flapped his wing yet. See, there's some kingdom things in the atmosphere that says, if you'll just rest in me, I'll just move you higher and higher. And Rodney, you don't have to, if you want to use the analogy, you're familiar with it, you don't have to spin a lot of plates. It's not about flapping your wings. It's about resting in me Amen. and just floating with me and I'll move you higher and higher and higher. I'll get you, and this is the best part I love about the movie of the shack, when they're going, when the girl that represents the Holy Spirit is taking Mackenzie through the garden, the garden is just a mess. And he, and he, he she even makes, it's like a jungle in here, and they were moving limbs to get into, you ought to watch the movie, it's a good movie moving limbs and moving branches and I mean it's just a, it, looking at it from this perspective is just a jungle but in a little while the camera backs out and you see this beautiful garden that's just immaculate everything's in place why from his view it's different I guarantee you, the old jaybird can't go up yonder. <laughs> ain't enough air for him. The buzzard can't go up there. <laughs> ain't enough air for him. But daddy's kids can. I came. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. I came so you could experience me. I came so you could be different. I want to close with this. I want to go back to the scriptures of Lazarus. Scott, I think it's 38. And Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, 
said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he has been dead four days. Stop right there, Scott. He's been dead four days. He's going to stink by now. Jesus said, the kingdom says, the world says, he's going to stink. Jesus says, he's going to live. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to adjust to the world's standards because this is what the world says? Or are you going to operate in the kingdom and this is what the kingdom says? I'm amazed at how many, I'm just going to talk about Rodney for a few minutes. I'm amazed at how much stuff, how much of the world's stuff and the world's belief system that I've gravitated to that, I'm, that I work out of. I was very purposeful, very intentional about my surgery. Okay? He's been dead four days. He's going to stink. Not in the kingdom, he's not. You smell good in the kingdom. You don't stink in the kingdom. Hallelujah. There'll be no stinky people in the kingdom. <laughs> Just trying to get you to laugh. Not making fun. Some can't help it. Read between the lines, please. It's not about that. Just trying to give you some energy. But it's the truth. We'll all be fresh in the kingdom. I won't even sweat in the kingdom. Hallelujah. That eagle wasn't sweating. That eagle was just floating. Yeah. God, help me to get there. Help me to get there to where I was. But he's been dead four days. The world says he's going to stink. The kingdom says he's not. I was very intentional about my surgery. What does the world say about surgeries? Somebody grab it. I ain't going to tell you. You're going to have to figure it out. Unless I got to hurry. After surgery, after the third day, the third day is the worst, Gail. It's the worst. If you can just get past the third day, I've said it many times. I'm not pulling nobody. I ain't calling no names this morning. If you can just get past the third day, he's been dead for, he's going to stink. Not in the kingdom. On the third day, Rodney, you're going to, once you get past three days, because God's not in the first, second, third one, but if you can make it past three, you're going to start healing and you'll be okay. Not in the kingdom. Now, we've all done it. Why? Because it's all around us. Everybody tells us that. But I've been intentional with my mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And the Lord told me, Rodney, day three can be the greatest day. It don't have to be the worst day. You can be, I can start healing you as soon as the doctor takes his knife out. I've already started before then, but if you need a, a timeline for to make it sound good preaching, 
As soon as he gets through gluing you, they didn't sew me. They glue you now and they don't even sew you. Hallelujah. Put a little Elmer's on it and let's go. You know? And, you know, as soon as he gets through gluing you up, I can start right then making sure that you're good on day three. And I said, God, that's what I believe. Day one, I walked to her house. Ain't a long walk. Don't think I went a few miles. <laughs> Just across the yard. <laughs> she opened the door and she said, what are you doing? I said, I come to get my jacket. It's raining. <laughs> Where are you going? I got places to go. I got people to see. You're supposed to be in bed. According to who? She didn't do all this. I'm adding to it. I can, I can add to a story real easy. Where are you going? I got people to see. It's raining. I need my jacket. I ain't got all my stuff out of my house yet. I got closets up there. I need a jacket. I need a rain jacket. Give me my jacket. I got to go. I got the key to the car. I can drive. I ain't taking no narcotics. All I take a little motion every now and then. If I need a little motion, I take it. If I don't, I don't. If I ain't taking all them pain pills. And it said if you take the pain pills, you can't drive. Well, I didn't take the pain pills, so I can drive. <laughs> How you living? You being arrogant, Brother Rodney, you got it all together? Heck no. <laughs> That's just one out of many that I screwed up. All I'm saying to you is, are you going to believe their report or are you going to believe his report? And it's time for the church to get believing what he said and start acting and living like he said. Now, day three may have been rough for you. No condemnation. Okay? No condemnation. It ain't because I'm super spiritual. Believe me. I got nothing to do with that. Okay, and I understand that. I understand the process. Okay, I'm not saying that. I was just intentional that day three, that day three was not going to be my turning point. My turning point was going to be the day I walked out of that hospital. And I was intentional to believe what God's word said. So the question is, and we got to go, how are you living? What are you believing? Stand up. It's a choice, and the choice is yours. Choice is mine. I can believe the, the, the reports of the world. Some of them are correct. Or I can believe God and say, God, that may be the normal, but I know you're not about normal. I know you're about different stuff. And I know you're trying to get me to be a kingdom man. And Lord, if day three is not supposed to be the turning point, then, then turn it whenever you, when it's supposed to turn in the kingdom. And I believe it's already turned in the kingdom. And I want you to live that way. I want you to challenge your thinking. We've done it this way for 500 years. And we're losing ground. So something's got to change. If my people who are called by my name 
It's got nothing to do with the world. It's got nothing to do with Washington. We're all looking for somebody else to blame. But it's got nothing to do with them. I don't care what Washington does. If I walk in the kingdom, I'm going to experience kingdom <coughs> finances, kingdom living, everything. So I challenge you this day. When the world says this is what's going to happen, let that be a red flag in you to say, wait a minute. Is that the way it happens in the kingdom? Father, I need to hear your voice. Is that the way it happens in the kingdom? For I know the plan that you have for me. Is that the plan you have for me, Father, what that person just said to me? You hear that sweet voice? Yeah, that's the way, it's going. That's the way it is. It's okay. Thank you. I receive that. You don't have to be rude. But when you hear the Father go, no, Rodney, you don't have to wait three days. You don't have to mourn like the world mourns over your wife's death. <laughs> Father, is that you saying it can be better in the kingdom? That's me. <coughs> Excuse me. It can be better in the kingdom. Yeah. Father, just teach us. <coughs> just teach us, Father, to walk in the kingdom. When you pray, you pray, our Father, our Papa, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. God, make me a kingdom man. Your kingdom come. In Rodney. As it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. How are you living? How are you living? It's a question that we all must ask ourselves. Thy kingdom come now. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Anything I said today, the Holy Spirit's prompting you, and you want to know more, I'll give you all I got. And I tell you, where I can't, where I drop off, the Holy Spirit will pick up and will teach you. But the greatest, excuse me, the greatest, the greatest decision you'll ever make is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and accept Him as your Papa because that's why He came to bring us back together. His desire to come was to reunite you and me to Him. The ultimate purpose. So if you don't know him today, I'd love to share him with you. Hope you have an awesome day.